Welcome into The Harvest, a podcast dedicated to helping ordinary believers take the message and mission of Jesus out of the building and into the everyday places of life. On today's show, the team talks about reorienting your life around Jesus, why it's important, why it's hard, and how you can get started if you're a new believer or get back on track if you've been following Jesus for a while but lost your way. You and I are not blank slates when we come to faith. Our lives are already revolving around something or some set of ideas or values. But Jesus intends to make all things new and to be at the center of our lives. That's why it's important for us to get our house in order as followers of Jesus. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. Please visit our Facebook page and leave us a comment under this episode. Hey friends, we are back. The Into the Harvest team is all back together today. I have Andrew and Keith with me. I'm Abigail, in case you didn't know that fact. <laughs> um, hey guys, how are you doing? Hey Abigail, it's good to hear your voice. All right. I know, it's been a while and it has been a long minute since we've had Keith with us. Hey Keith. Yeah, what's going on? I, uh, I feel like I'm back guys. I missed you. I missed you guys. A little bit, oh, not not too much, you know, but yeah, enough to want to be back on the podcast, you know. So. <laughs> that was a big old fat light to start off. Know, right? <laughs> Starting off fresh. You had you had plenty to occupy your mind. Uh, I did since the last time you were on the podcast. That's true. That's true. Um, got got uh right. got married, moved into a new place, and we hit our first month, you know. So I figured it was about time to to get back in the mix. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on here and back with the team. Yeah, yeah we are, we're excited for you and all that you've got going on. I just saw on Instagram today that you were one month married. So, <laughs> man, you're, just, you're seasoned. Right. You're seasoned I now, yeah. Got, got some old time under the old saddle. I got some salt, salt in my... <laughs> Anyone needs now? marriage advice, <laughs> ask, yeah, no. ask Hey, come over got. here, man. I got you, I got you. <laughs> Day 32 is uh... a... <laughs> That's awesome. And then we have Andrew. Speaking of seasons, Andrew, you and Cindy just got back from an epic anniversary trip. Tell us about that. Yeah, we did. So um, we actually just celebrated our 25th anniversary. I think, in okay. fact, we were, we were talking about it um, this past weekend. I think, I think it's pretty close to your... F- First, your one month anniversary was uh, (laughs) right around the time of our 25th uh, anniversary. So, um, which is pretty crazy, Abigail. I'm, I am not going to lie. I, 25 sounds like I'm really old. If I've, if I'm old enough to have been married for 25 years, then uh, I I really feel blessed though. God gave me an amazing wife and he's Mm. given us uh, a great family. And these past 25 years have been really awesome. So, we were um, able to take a trip down to Kauai, Hawaii, um, which is one of the islands down there. We had, hadn't been to that island before, so that was a beautiful, beautiful place and uh, really enjoyed just a week week away from kids and life. and <laughs> Ministry. Holiday. It was definitely a, a week-long celebration. So we just got back from Aww. that trip this past uh, weekend and actually got back here to San Diego and our kids, especially our older two, our daughter, Hannah, and our son, Kai, had put together a surprise um, celebration, 25th celebration for us with some of our, our local church family here. And that was a Saturday night this past Saturday, which was was really special. And we had some some friends who had actually sent in videos from 
uh, actually around the world. Yeah, so there were folks crazy. from Aww, from all over. Uh huh. So it was. Um, so I'm kind of on a a high here, but now it's it's He's sort of high, guys. back to regular everyday life <laughs> this week. So it's, yeah. My my case of the Mondays well, isn't too bad. Um, I'm, I think I'm still feeling good from this past week. And Abby, at the uh, yeah, celebration, he had the feeling of tears almost. <laughs> I wouldn't say what? they were there. Yeah, the feeling of tears. Almost. That is almost. To hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's great. <laughs> well, Abby, I want well, to hear. Yes. I want to hear the latest from you because it's been a few weeks since we've talked too. Sure. So, what's going on in San Antonio? Well, um, Brett and I actually celebrated our anniversary two days before you and Cindy. Wow, um, our twelfth our anniversary. So, in case anyone's wondering, you know, you get to go to Hawaii for your twenty fifth, <laughs> and for your 12th, it's true. <laughs> guess drum roll, you get to go out and pick out a new refrigerator because your refrigerator has mm. died oh. and you get to, you know, haggle for a good refrigerator price yep. and it's very romantic. Very romantic. It's a great time to be had by all. <laughs> so wow. those are things that Keith can look forward to um, <laughs> at 12 and 25 respectively. I know, right? I'll check in with you guys. So, I'll yeah. check in. It Keep was, going, Abigail. It, was, it, it, it gets better. I, I know. I, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, not to like poo-poo the whole refrigerator buying thing because, I mean, we get we were able to purchase it. You know, that was a blessing True. that the Lord provides. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And it was delivered this morning. So right before this podcast, <laughs> I was hurriedly emptying out our broken refrigerator that was mm-hmm. leaking terribly in the bag and shoving all of that into our deep freezer and so i will get it all out after we finish recording this is the glamorous life that i read i'm super <laughs> glad that we're taking a moment to record a podcast oh. a little behind the scenes the life of a podcaster yeah seriously that's right it's super fancy and everyone should strive for such life so let's get to today's topic friends um we uh, i think we titled this Getting your house in order. Is that right? That's what we went for. Kind of a cool name for a title. And uh, in fact, it was such a cool name that I then had to have Andrew and Keith explain it to me in detail because I wasn't (laughs) entirely sure what that meant. Um, So let's just get started with that. Maybe for our friends that just saw the title and are a little bit confused about what our topic is today. So maybe um, we could... Just maybe yeah. just define it for everybody before we get started. Well, being being the uh, word nerd that I am, I, I really spent time trying to figure out, should we call it getting your house in order or putting your house in order? But it seems oh. to me that putting your house in order, I've heard that used when you're at the end of your life and uh, you've got to put your affairs in order um, oh. because you're getting ready to die, which isn't exactly <laughs> uh, the tone that I wanted yep. to go for. It was definitely more of... Hopefully, you're towards the beginning of your life, or even if you're at the midpoint, um, the idea is to get your house in order, and then I guess the the parenthetical statement after that is reordering your life around Jesus. So mm. when we talk about getting yeah. your house in order, it's a matter of stepping back and learning how to reorder all of your life around Jesus now that you belong to him and you're one of his people. So that's what I yeah. hope that we're able to to discuss today, you know, how, how that's looked in our own lives, um, what some of the challenges are that we've seen 
either for ourselves or in the life of others that we're discipling. And then uh, hopefully some, some practical tips and resources that will help people um, if they're trying to get their house in order, if, they, if they're really wanting to reorder their lives around mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, and I think it's actually maybe the perfect thing because Pete just told us that he was setting up house. Exactly. You know, with his new wife. Exactly. He's like moving in, and I am on a much smaller scale, just emptied out my fridge, and I'm going to be putting <laughs> everything back in, it in to a new fridge. All right, all right. So I think that there's a lot of really great value, especially <laughs> like as the the like sort of, and I enjoy a good organizational session. So to me, I love this topic because I think. If you could just picture in your mind, let's all empty out our fridge and look at everything before we put it back in and, mm. and let's make sure it's mm. in line with with scripture, with um, our identity in Christ, and let's get our refrigerator slash house in order. So, <laughs> yeah, Keith, do you have any like extra thought about kind of what this topic means to you as we get started? Yeah, for sure. I was super encouraged that you asked that question before we got started, Abby, because I actually moved into a, an apartment, so uh, getting my house in order, I was like, man, I, I don't have a house yet, so uh, <laughs> I think the apartment's going to have to do. Oh, your but apartment, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but getting into the, the deeper meaning of, you know, getting it, getting your house in order as far as, you know, what does it mean to belong to Jesus and center everything around him? Uh, that was encouraging because uh, just knowing how important that is and uh, seeing that play out. On a day-to-day basis, I think it's good to go back to to that foundation of man. Like, how do I center my life around Jesus? And and I like your analogy about the refrigerator, Abby. I think that's gonna come up a couple of times today. But uh, <laughs> what goes oh, back it's, in? And where are you gonna put those eggs? Uh, so. I know, guys. I mean, it's probably just the writer in me, but already I have like five refrigerator analogies. So just <laughs> prepare yourself. <laughs> For all my refrigerator talk oh, that I'm man. about to do, let's just retitle it. Let's just say, "Put your refrigerator." <laughs> we can do it. Oh uh, uh, man! No, 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 no! I don't want to confuse people when they see that title. Like, what? Or this is a all of a sudden the environment is a a um, housewife podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we've actually had a couple of instances where a, a refrigerator or a freezer has gone bad, and you're scrambling. And in a sense, it's, uh, of course, it's not what you want to happen, but there is actually some, some truth to it that you end up finding a lot of stuff that's been in the fridge for, uh, for a while that mm-hmm. you didn't mm-hmm. really remember was even in there. Uh, maybe it's expired yeah. or maybe you're just like, yeah, I don't really want to eat that. Um, and so you actually get a chance to inventory and to take stock and to clean things up. Yeah. And, um, it is kind of an unintentional parallel for what we're talking about today because, <laughs> because, you know, all of us, we come to faith at some point in our lives where we realize who Jesus is and we put our trust, we believe in this message about him, that he is alive, that he is Lord of Lords, that he's got a purpose that he's accomplishing in the world today and that he wants us to be a part of and that he's got a future that we're all moving towards. Um, but our, our fridge, our life, when we come to that moment and we, we put our trust in him and we become followers of Jesus, the fridge is not empty. You know, there's, there's a lot in there that we're bringing with Mm -hmm. us into this new relationship with Jesus. And sometimes I, 
I don't know that we've taken the time to really do that inventory and begin to to address is everything that's in here that needs to be and are there things in here that that we need to take out so mm. that's that is a pretty good parallel for what we have in mind when we're talking about getting your house in order and and, and reorienting your life around Jesus so I know it really could not be more perfect um, I think if you imagine your life as this fridge that I just no, this is now the whole focus. I just took over. Here it is, the phrenology. <laughs> but we we really are always, you know, putting things in, and whether we realize it or not, from the world around us. Um, and hopefully, we're also putting in good um, from our quiet times, from our times um, in study uh, with our mentors. All those things mm-hmm. are going into into us. But there's also a lot of other noise that's getting put in. Um, mm-hmm. So it is a good idea to check all of our expiration dates, so to speak, <laughs> make sure there's not some stuff going bad. But let's get started by if we're about to go check everything in there and make sure that it's in line with what the Lord has for us, let's first maybe lay a foundation of how do we do that? How do how do we know what is maybe are we on the right track about, you know, our life choices, um, the things that are taking up our mind space. So what should be the measurement that we're going to hold things to here? Um, so let's maybe first lay that foundation of what we're holding. What's the standard? Yeah. So I, the, the, like I said, the second part of this title was, you know, reorienting your life around Jesus. So I, I really see him like he is the standard and um, we've got a lot that we need to learn about him. And thankfully, we've got the scriptures and we also have the Holy Spirit that that God has put within us to guide us as we go through life. Um, but I think a starting point is just is just realizing that when we came to faith, that house, that refrigerator was not empty. And there's there's a lot that that needs to be reordered. That should be the norm that we don't just add Jesus onto what we're what's already going on in our lives and then and then kind of keep driving on and just hoping that he will bless and and um, strengthen what what we're already doing or how we already understand ourselves that when we come to faith in Jesus there needs to be a a radical and complete reordering of of our understanding and it it really goes into our our understanding of who we are all of us, like I say, we, we come into this relationship with Jesus with a, with a sense of who we are in the world and who, who we are in life and what our goals are, what our, what our future dreams are. And all of those things need to be pulled out and reexamined and then reoriented around, around Jesus. So I would just say a starting point is just to understand that it does need to look completely different or, or we at least need to go through this, this process and it's an ongoing process. I don't think it's something you figure out, you know, two or three months into following Jesus. And then you've got it all, you've got it all figured out. I think as we go through life, we need to continually uh, tidy up and reorient, uh, reorient our lives around Jesus. So I think that's, um, that is a starting point in my mind. Keith, you got uh, anything to add to that? 
Yeah, I uh, I kind of really like your explanation about the starting point, and uh, I know we had something in our notes about is that even possible? Like, is it possible to center your life around Jesus? And um, I'm hopeful. I'll say the answer is yes, because you look at Jesus's first disciples, especially Peter. You know, it starts with Jesus telling him, "From now on, you're going to be catching people. You're going to be fishing and catching for people." And uh, from that point on, it was like, buckle your seatbelt, you know, because <laughs> many times Peter found himself uh, having to recenter on Jesus, you know, having to go back to what Jesus was doing and, and what he was modeling, like Andrew was saying. So there's a few moments where he would start really high. Jesus, you are the Christ, you're the son of God. And then, you know, maybe 10 minutes later, Jesus was pulling him to the side saying, you know, get behind me, Satan. You're not focused on the things of God, you know, and then. After uh, you see him in Acts chapter 10, it's like, Lord, I would never eat anything unclean. And Jesus is like, you know, what the Lord has made clean, don't call common. So um, it was a process. So like, I think just getting ready for the ride, you know, trusting that God is going to do a work if you stay close and connected to him. Uh, and it is going to be a journey. You know, like I said, you look at not just Peter, but a lot of the disciples, there were a lot of, a lot of stumbling blocks on the way, but it is possible because throughout the, the New Testament, you see their growth and progress. Yeah, I think it's a, a great point that this is not a one-and-done thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to do what they tell me to do here, and then, you know, I'll I'll be good to go, uh, <laughs> and that will not be the case, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think this is an, an ongoing process that we're involved in. Like you were saying, Keith, um, you know, they were – constantly tripping up and Jesus was putting his disciples back in place. Oh yeah. Um, but maybe maybe the maybe the first place we can start is with the idea that if we're rooted in our relationship with Jesus, that we've made that commitment to him and then we've rooted ourselves in his word, then we can just pretty much assume that from now on we're gonna be in a constant orientating or reorienting with with Jesus and with who he is and who we are in him. Uh, I think as you guys were talking, I was reminded of just in um, our church time every week, we have a little time at the end where we sort of, you know, kind of sit in silence and we're all praying to ourselves and asking the Lord maybe what he has for us in the next week. And there are some times when I, like, go into that time of prayer where I'm like, man, I got nothing. Like, gosh, I think... You know, I didn't hear anything during that time of study or whatever. And mm. and just in those few minutes of silence, I mean, I guarantee 100% of the time, the Lord brings something to mind that I maybe need to work on or something that I can, mm. you know, maybe change or just adjust in the coming week. Like, He never fails. So I think just starting by asking the Lord what we need to start with and not try to get the whole house, like, mm-hmm. 100% in order today, mm-hmm. but just start by asking what do you think as far as that's the first step, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's right on Abigail. And that's, that's part of what I'm, I, I think this is true for the human experience, whether it involves faith or not, that we, we tend to, it's very easy for us to just go with the flow when it comes to life. And so mm-hmm. Uh, if we're not intentional, if we're not purposefully thinking about who we are and, and taking that those moments of of silence and 
reflection and, and asking God to, to show us, then I think it's actually, it's going to be highly unlikely that we put the house in order the way that God wants us to. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that's just, just realizing first that he, he does want us to, to get our house in order, that he does have a complete uh, new way of life and a new identity for us. I thought Keith's example of, of Peter was great because, you know, the first thing Jesus does is he renames him, mm-hmm. um, which, mm-hmm. and, and he basically says that his identity, I mean, if you think about who, how, how you think of yourself, um, you know, your, your name that you've always gone by and then your occupation, how you make your way in life, you know, right from the very beginning, Jesus reoriented both of those for, mm-hmm. for Peter and told him mm-hmm. that there's more to come, you know, from mm-hmm. now on. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good place to start. Abigail is to begin trying to prayerfully ask God to, to point out what are the things that, that need attention that need to be reoriented. Well, and even as you just said that there, Andrew, maybe to step back even further is if you are not sure of your identity in Christ, and you're not sure of the mission that he's given all of us, then that is the foundation, which mm-hmm. we've for sure talked about in our podcast before. So mm-hmm. um, maybe, maybe Andrew, you can like wrestle up our old podcast about identity <laughs> and about yeah. the mission that, you know, you've sure. called us all to, and we'll like stick those down there for you guys. If you, if you miss them and if you're struggling with those things. Yeah, but absolutely. man, I mean, that's really where it all began with Peter is that like, as soon as Jesus called him, yeah. he had a mission like immediately. Right. I mean, I'm making pictures of him like that's, <laughs> that's like uh, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I think it affected, we know that it affected just his daily life, that his life prior to that moment with Jesus looked a certain way and then it looked much different from then on. So I think in the same way, um, one of the one of the concerns that I would have with modern Christianity, uh, well, maybe it's ancient Christianity too. It probably <laughs> is, but but certainly one of the challenges that we face is I do think that we just sort of add Jesus onto how we view ourselves mm-hmm. and what we're giving our lives to, and we just we we try to squeeze in the the faith side of our lives now yeah. that that's something that it's a part of who we are rather than at the very core of who we are and then mm. everything else is going to now orbit and and revolve around that so um i think i think what we're talking about today is is a challenge for all of us and it's yeah. something that maybe a lot of people don't even don't even understand is a challenge because they're just kind of going through the motions going through life and uh, looking at the person on their right and their left, and if if they don't look any different, then then I must be doing okay. But um, yeah, but Jesus calls us to be a a radically different kind of person than uh, the majority of the people who are around us. So our life really does need to look different. Oh yeah, and Andrew, you said that in your article that we put out this past Monday. So if you haven't read that, you guys definitely go and check it out. <laughs> Is maybe one of my favorite parts for you. Like if if you look like the people around you, then that's a problem. Yeah, like you're you are gonna wrong. be in the minority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if your life looks like the people around you, you're you're doing it wrong. It's convicting. Oh, that's just hard, Andrew. That was a good word. I was yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> but what if I have awesome friends? <laughs> <laughs> so nice. 
but you're right. Ultimately, we we are called to to not be a part of this world and to definitely look different. Um, so I guess maybe when I think about all of our stories, which you know each of us have shared our testimony in different parts on this podcast in the past, I feel like with each of us, you know, when we really were called to to follow Jesus and make Him, you know, Lord of our lives, and we started really in earnest following Him. Um, you know, everything kind of, we had to make some stark changes. And so that maybe then made it easier to move forward. Easier is probably the wrong word. Um, but if someone is already smack dab in the middle of their walk with the Lord and they're worrying if maybe they've missed, missed the point or missed their calling and they definitely feel like all the things that they're doing are not necessarily purposeful or in line with that mission, what would be like a good starting point? Like, I'm envisioning me cleaning out my fridge. Am I going to have to take everything out of the fridge before I put it back in? You know, like that, yeah. like what should we, you know, if someone's in the middle of their journey, like where, do, where do they start there? Yeah. I, I, there's a few things that I've done over the years that are, that are helpful. One of them is, um, is a half day alone with God. And I think if, if this is, if someone's listening to this and maybe they are well on their way in life and they're they're really wondering, well, where would I start? What what do I need to to do? I think taking that time away mm-hmm. to to spend with the Lord. Typically, I would do it on a Saturday, and mm-hmm. I would just try to start early and um, spend from whatever it was whatever it was six a.m. until noon that day uh, with the Lord, and and oftentimes I would fast. Uh, when I was doing that, you know, for that period of time and, and, and yeah, take a notepad, take your Bible, but leave everything else, you know, leave your phone, Mm. try to go to a place where you can really think and process without distractions. Um, Outdoors is always great if you can do that, but then begin to really ask those questions of, of the Lord in terms of Lord, who who are you calling me to be? Hmm. Um, what what are the areas of my life that are out of place for a follower of Jesus? Not even bad, but hmm. just these aren't the things that you want me to be caught up in, to be spending my time, my energy, my effort tr- pursuing and trying hmm. to accomplish. Uh, what are the things that are distracting me and keeping me from hmm. from really leaning into the life that you've called me to? Because I think it... I think it involves our, I think it involves our identity, how we understand who we are. Uh, I think it involves our value system, what we really think is important in life and what we're trying to pursue. And then out of that, I think it, it drives our, our lifestyle, our actions, our daily, uh, day in and day out activities. So it's not just a matter of having the right ideas in your head, Mm. but then learning how to live those out. And that, that's something that I think we do need to take time to actually process with the Lord. So that's, that's an idea that folks could consider is spending a half day with God. Andrew, I'm cheating a little bit. I don't know if it's because I haven't been on a podcast so well or because I know Andrew really well, but I like his um, idea about getting back on the same page with God and letting God uh, guide the next steps because I think there's so much you can learn in that moment because... Like you realize that God is for us. Like God wants the people 
for his own possession to accomplish his will. So much so like that he literally sent and gave his son, you know. So um, going back to talking about Peter, uh, after those three years, all of that clarity, clarity that he had when everything went down and he was unsure of his identity, he had just denied Jesus, Jesus was gone. Uh, he went back to being a fisherman, like for the day. He's like, "Hey, what do you guys want to do?" It's like, "Well, let's go fishing," you know. And uh, <laughs> Jesus found him on the beach, you know. Like God met him right where he was at, and uh, really cleared up his purpose and really cleared up his next steps. And uh, yeah, I was encouraged by that because it shows how much God is committed to this. Because he could have just let him, you know, veer off, but there was so much uh, at stake. And I, I really do think that Jesus loved the disciples and loved them that he wanted to get them back on track, you know. So uh, really getting with God and, and, and figuring out uh, what do you want me to do? What's what's my next steps? And it was cool because then Peter was a, he was on a roll after that. And, you know, it was still a process, but you can tell he got that clarity in those moments, those long time with God and obviously with other disciples too. So Abigail. So you think, you think it's okay that he – like this may be getting into theological stuff. But yeah, yeah. You think it was cool that, that Peter like went back to fishing? Like that that's something that the Lord was like, uh, I, I think that's kind of a nice view of it, that he was fine with him going back to fishing and that's where Jesus met them. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just, I, I uh, that's a good question. And man, I, I really have to wrestle with that, but I don't, I think it wasn't a, an <laughs> obstacle if that makes sense. Like it wasn't a, a game yeah. changer, you know, like, he definitely right. went back to this. I like you know, that. Yeah, he went back to it, but God still <laughs> used him very much. And, you know, like I said, picked him right. up after that moment. Uh, you know, I, I know. I, Abby, I think uh, like the theology of this, we are, my, my take on don't, it. Don't uh -huh. it. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> so my, my take is, I don't think Jesus, I, like Keith said, it wasn't a showstopper. It wasn't mm -hmm. an obstacle, but, yeah, but I do exactly. think Jesus was gently rebuking Peter oh, yeah. in John yeah. 21. Like, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, when he asked him right. three times, do you love exactly. me? And then the response, you know, of course, Peter said yes. Um, and then each time Jesus said, you know, feed my sheep, tend, tend my lambs. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a connection in my mind back to Luke's gospel in Luke chapter 22, before everything went down, before Peter denied him three times before the rooster crowed. You know, Jesus tells him in Luke 22, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has demanded yeah. to sift you like wheat. Yeah. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Right. When you have turned, strengthen your brothers. And something I didn't know for years, and I may have shared this on the podcast before, but it's really interesting. In that verse, uh, I think it's verses 31 and 32 yeah. of Luke 22, but... In, uh, in the first verse, he says, Simon, Simon, uh, Satan has demanded uh, to have you that he might sift you like wheat. And the, the you in the Greek is plural. So it wasn't just mm -hmm. Peter that mm -hmm. Satan was sifting. Oh, it was that. It was the group. It was, it yeah. was the 12 disciples. But then very, it's, it's fascinating in the next verse when he says, but I have prayed for you, it's singular. Mm -hmm. So he's talking to Peter. He says, mm -hmm. I've, I've, you're all about to go through a really difficult time, but I've prayed for you, Peter, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So I do think there was maybe a little bit of a gentle rebuke, sure. like, 
hey, <laughs> I told you it was going to go, go down. It yeah. did. And your mission now should be strengthening your brothers, right. you know, not not necessarily taking them back out on the water to be fishermen. Yeah. You know, there's, there's yeah. a higher purpose that I want you to to give your life to. And I want you to be the leader of this band. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was um, I don't think it was a showstopper, but I do think it was one of those moments when Jesus sure. was helping reorient Peter's life around who Jesus was calling him to be and how he was calling him to live his life. Yeah, and I think that's the big takeaway there is I really feel like there's very little that is a showstopper for Jesus. If mm-hmm. we're willing, you know, to take the time to reorient and to ask the Lord for direction and for, you know, feedback on our life and really lay it all before him, then he is fully willing oh, yeah. to take us from there. You know, like the, there really is no showstopper when it comes to Jesus and his purposes. Um you know, in going through the Old Testament with our church, I am just blown away again and again with just the hot mess that, like, all of the founding fathers were. <laughs> and the the great thing is, is that God ultimately always had his purpose and his plan, you know, of redemption and for his people, and they really couldn't mess that up. I mean, they did a lot of trying, oh, yeah. and they did a lot of messiness that the ultimate underlying plan of God was never disturbed. Um, So I think we can all, I I guess like my temperament, especially um, early on in my walk with the Lord, I could get really frozen up when Mm. I wasn't sure on the direction that I should go. And I was totally frozen, afraid that I was going to make the wrong move and, Mm. you know, ruin it all. Um, (laughs) I just think it's important to, to realize that the Lord is is walking with us through this, that He is on our side, mm. and He will give direction when it's needed. So. Yeah, I really agree with that. We're our uh, leaders group here in San Diego. We're studying the Book of Nehemiah right now, and we just studied Chapter Nine this past week, and it's it's really just a review of the history. It's a prayer, yeah. but they're oh, yeah. they're reviewing the history of of their journey as a people. Um, for by the time Nehemiah came around, it was over a, a thousand years mm-hmm. um, since the Exodus and probably 1500 years um, between the call of Abraham and, and Nehemiah. So they've got a lot of history that they're reviewing and, and that really is it, Abigail. It's a, just a series of God's faithfulness and, yep. and they're messing up. Mm-hmm. And yet um, the whole point of Nehemiah chapter nine is we're ready to to make things right. We're ready to reorient our lives yeah. around you, Lord, mm-hmm. and what you want for us because this is our time. It's our generation. These are our lives, mm-hmm. and we don't want to follow the bad example that we might have in our past, but we want to follow the good examples that we see. So, um, yeah, I think God yeah. is – whenever we're ready, yeah. God is ready. Yeah. So I don't think we have oh, to yeah. worry about uh, will God help me reorient mm-hmm reorder my life. Yeah. He will. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love the idea of, you know, going out taking half a day. Um, if that is not something that you can do friends, well then you're booking it too tight, but that's another story. <laughs> and I, but I think that even maybe on a smaller scale than, than that idea, although totally awesome is that even on a daily basis, we can take before the Lord the things that are weighing on us, the things that that day has 
for us and lay that out before him and mm-hmm. allow him to sift through it for us. Um, in my own mind, um, like the female brain, there's like a trillion things going on at once. And it's really helpful for me to start my day by just laying it all out before the Lord and kind of examining those things before him as, as far as, is this actually a necessity or is this just a, you know, a want? I'm kind of brought back to the whole, you know, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And I kind of go through everything that I have on my mind. And a lot of times that can even be like my hopes and my dreams, my mm-hmm. aspirations. Like those things, like career-wise, I taking those before the Lord can feel really scary because you would hate to like take your big dreams to the Lord and be like, eh, that's not a cool dream, you know? Right. <laughs> but at the same time, there is so much joy in realigning those things with the mm-hmm. Lord and having a dream that is something that aligns with the Lord, that's going to be a trillion times better, I promise you, than right. any of our own little man-made dreams. So yeah. I do think like just taking the time, even each day and the small thing um, and bringing them before the Lord in our quiet times and our times in prayer, <laughs> it's really helpful just even to yeah. help us stay on that track and not get distracted. So See, both of my, I like it. Both of my friends, Abby and Andrew, are both very organized, <laughs> uh, planned, goal-oriented uh, friends of mine. But uh, to their credit, uh, the Bible does say that God as a God of order, and I am uh, learning that sometimes the hard way, you know, but um, just going back to that theme you guys were talking about earlier, like getting your house in order. Um, yeah, it feels good when your house is clean, you know, like it feels good when you're done with it, when you can see progress. And there's some rooms and some places that are a lot more dreadful than others, you know, like the living room is never that bad, you know, it's like, okay, it's the living room, you know, but when you get into the kitchen mm-hmm. and then the bathroom and then you know, some of those crevices in the corner you know it's a lot more uh, daunting of a task but yeah i like i like y'all's idea of laying it out and, and really seeing landscaping it first and then attacking it because when you're done with it you can really enjoy the the process and and having some order in the house and and trying to be a little organized and hint, uh, back at myself <laughs> thank you for that key perspective there yeah, a resident. Well, well, I think perceiver. It's a, it's a good word, both both of you guys, because when we talk about getting your house in order, we we mentioned this earlier. It's not a one time thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually an ongoing exactly. challenge that we're mm-hmm. facing. Is is how do I how do I continually assess my life, how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling about things, what my goals are, and bring all of those back to Jesus. You know, what does this have to do with Jesus? My, my sense of identity, like you said, Abby, my career goals, or maybe they're my life goals. Um, it's just important for us to, to, on a regular basis, come back to assessing, mm-hmm. is this in line with who Jesus says I am, what I understand his purposes for my, for my life individually, but even more broadly for the work that he's doing in the world today. And so... I know that if you're at square one, then I think the thing to know is just that Jesus wants all of your life. And so mm-hmm. who you have been in the past is supposed to look radically different from who you're becoming mm-hmm. now in the present and who you will be in the future because Jesus is going to completely reorient your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus said, that the old things have gone, new things have come. Um, so 
I guess if you're starting out, that's that's sort of, I think, an important recognition. And then you do need to build in what you said, I think, Abigail, when you, you talked about a a regular time, maybe even a daily time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would I would definitely recommend a daily time of um of of time spent with Jesus where you're reporting in. Yeah. And I like to do that in the morning. And that's one of the ways I think of it. I don't just read my Bible and pray. I mean those are those are um great activities. But what's actually happening, what I'm wanting to do is draw near to Jesus and spend time with him and listen and learn what he has to tell me about who I am and what his purpose is. And then also have the opportunity to share with him what I'm struggling with and to ask for his guidance. So I think that's a, that's a simple practice that whether you're just getting started or you've been a believer for years and you've let that slide where you're not, Mm. you're not spending that daily connection with, with Jesus my mm-hmm. suspicion is that you're probably off course, that your life is in mm-hmm. some real need of being reoriented mm-hmm. around Jesus. Yeah. Because left to ourselves, you're going to have a, an identity and, and you're going to try to make sense of the world and life. It's just a question of are you trying to do that on your own or are you allowing the Lord Jesus, the scriptures, to to inform your view of yourself and, and the world around you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I'm really glad you used that language, Andrew, because, you know, being left to ourselves, being alone, like, I, that was kind of one of my next uh, refrigerator analogies was <laughs> that when the, the big dudes came in and lifted up my fridge, I can't even tell you just what was underneath. Well, for one thing, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. embarrassing. But also, along with all the dust and the grossness, there was also like 15 magnets that have fallen off my fridge and gone underneath the refrigerator. Um, And there was like no way that I was going to find those 15 magnets. You know, Mm. like for one, I'm not strong enough to pick up the refrigerator. (laughs) So maybe um, maybe we can just kind of use that analogy as far as just the part that the body of Christ plays in this as well. As far as, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, our personal relationship with Jesus, which is foundational for Mm. sure. But um, there's also that part of the body. Like there are people in my life that can pick up my fridge for me um, in such a way that I can see the 15 magnets underneath. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good analogy. So I I think, um, we're kind of moving into, you know, practices or tips. And that's, that's a big one. I think Abigail is just having other believers who are also trying to live their lives centered around Jesus. It's, it's, it's another set of eyes that um, oftentimes can, can see things that we don't see or can get at uh, areas of our life that we can't necessarily get to on our own. Yep. And uh, I can speak from personal experience on this one, just living with, Andrew and Cindy, over the years, we've seen, uh, you know, broken uh, washing machines, what broken dryers, <laughs> broken fridges, broken toilets, <laughs> and seeing what it took to get those things wow, back in order. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of my tips is just, uh, I, I wouldn't say be ready for anything, but expect, expect roadblocks, like expect, um, you know, obstacles to come up. Because uh, sometimes, like, yeah, when I'm driving, 
I don't see a speed bump. I hit it hard. It's a lot rougher, you know, when I'm unprepared. It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, you get that little, you tense up really quick, you know. But if you see it and you slow down and you're able to, to tackle it that way, it's, it's not as bad, you know. So, uh, I guess <laughs> expect things to come up, you know. It's not going to go smoothly. And uh, But through those times, you can trust God and trust the community that he's placed you in. And, and uh Yeah. 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 Well, in that analogy, Keith, I think that's a really great picture as well of just using those like difficulties that we come across, right. the hard things of life. I guess is what you're saying. Yeah. Stuff is always rough. Um, to use that as sort of a, a moment to take pause and maybe to reorient and not just see it as a disaster mm-hmm. and like completely fall out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, something that that you touched on there just as you were sharing Keith, that I think is a, is a good reminder is that, that there are other voices that are trying to orient our lives. Um, whether, mm-hmm. whether that's Satan, spiritual forces that, that are constantly, you know, Jesus, one of the ways to understand the temptation that Jesus underwent in the wilderness is Satan trying to get him off course, trying mm-hmm. to keep him from being centered around the father's who the father said he was and what what the father's mission for his life was and it's going to be the same for us where there are spiritual forces that are Mm. that are speaking to us about who we are what we should really desire and try to achieve as we go through life and what should be important to us and and uh, oftentimes i think these voices speak to us in in what we're going to miss out on if we don't um go the Mm. same way as everyone else is going and so envy, covetousness, the, yeah. the fear of missing out are huge spiritual hmm. forces that we're up against. For sure. And I mean, the world itself, like that is, especially in a, a capitalistic um, society, the world is constantly trying to appeal to your identity and, and uh, to capture your desires and... Uh, and get you to reorient your life around mm. whatever company or whatever product that they're trying to push. So mm. just another word that that if we're not purposely getting our house in order around Jesus, right. I, yeah, I just don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to live as a disciple <laughs> yeah. in the everyday of life if you're just sort of winging it, if you're not purposely trying mm. to go back to Jesus and figure out who does he say you are, what does he say you should care about and how you should live? <laughs> sorry. Like, oh, sorry, everybody. My child just came in and I'm having a small <laughs> oh, tantrum in front of me. It's cool. Yeah. I'm just needing to get my house in order. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's sorry. part of it. That's part of this is the this is speed the bump. real yeah. speed bump. This is the real life of podcasting. Yeah, it's a speed bump. It's happening. Well, while well, while you is this is this uh, is this justice? Yes. Uh, he's yeah. the best. Yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. We ought, we, we ought to actually have him on the podcast. We at should. Some point. We should. I've seen oh, him perform. Well, he's got the chops. No, oh that's yeah. Not encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one more thing. I know we're kind of getting towards the end of our time here, but uh, one more tip that I would encourage people to consider, and it's been something that's that's definitely helped me out as I've gone through life, is there are people ahead of you in the journey. We often talk Mm -hmm. about this, but, Mm -hmm. you know, if you see someone who's five years down the road, 10 years or or beyond, and you recognize that this person 
has their life centered on Jesus, that they their house is in order, then it's absolutely a good thing to to try to develop a stronger relationship with that person and learn from them. I mean, even if they don't necessarily have a background with discipling uh, other people, if there are things that you can learn from others that you see that you're struggling in, um, finding a, a mentor or someone who's willing to disciple you, particularly, you know, because they have their life in order, is um, has been a huge benefit for me to uh, to just sort of give me a living flesh and blood target to to sort of aim towards mm-hmm. as uh, as I'm going through life. So that's another uh, practical tip that I think can help people. For sure, practical tips. Let me think. Keep your magnets on your refrigerator because <laughs> if you don't, uh, <laughs> they might end up under your fridge. You know? uh, let's see, practical tips. I like Andrew's about, you know, finding someone who's a little further than you. Um, but yeah, I think the scriptures, like I said, are a great help, you know, and Paul says that all things that was written in the former times were written for our instructions, for our, uh, yeah, for, for us, you know, and you can see that play out a lot. So I love to look at Jesus and how he responded to situations and the relationship mm-hmm. that he had with the father and how he would need to withdraw, like Andrew mentioned earlier, and uh, take that time to refocus. And it seemed like right when he was done, it was right back into the fire, you know, like the disciples were about to drown or fall into the water. or There was hungry people, there was needs, but uh, the greater need at the time was getting that time with God, you know, and now we can physically spend time with God and His Word and look to Jesus and also to the other examples in the Bible and uh, see what we can, you know, pull from their lives and their experience. Yeah, I think I think that's really important for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think having, being in fellowship with, with other believers, whether they're, you know, in the same season of life as you or even better, they're a little bit further down the road yeah. and um, have more of their house in order than you might. Maybe they don't have a singing two-year-old <laughs> in the other room. Right. All the better. Wait, he was singing? I think she oh, said no, screaming. screaming. Oh, screaming. Yeah, screaming. Oh, that's not as cute. Yeah. Singing would have been cute. I had, but... to, I had to literally mute the podcast and go and uh, take care of business, which I won't go into detail about. And then I had to it. unmute you. I'll but I heard it. the whole thing. So I've, I've been here the whole time. And just I was doing other things at the same time, which is just, just the life that I live. So, That's true. Um, I do think that we have gotten into some good, maybe like, you know, tips and things that might help someone get their house in order. So we sort of looked at, um, for sure, being grounded in the word and especially in Jesus and his life and taking time to ask the Lord to speak to our identity and speak to just our mission, our personal mission that he's given us. And then also maybe daily or maybe less, depending on who you are, yeah. um, taking that our, just our lives before him and it kind of taking it into account. Um, right. All those little things that we're spending our time doing um, and is it being beneficial and proper and permissible so to speak um and then we talked about let's see what else we talked about having people maybe a little ahead of us on an on our walk yep. uh, and sticking close to them and helping and helping us 
lift up our fridge so we can see all the magnets underneath. Uh, anything else that I forgot that we can <laughs> cover no, here? I think those are that's a great summary of some of the um, the how tos or yep. the, the practical things that we can do. I think the only thing that I would add as we sort of wrap things up and summarize what, what we were hoping to talk about today, which I think, I think we've done the best we could. Um, <laughs> we did. I think so. I mean, I think it's a big topic, but true. I, I, I think the, the, the way that I would, the only thing I would add to that summary is that it's, it's part of discipleship to, to get your house mm-hmm. in order, that it's, it's not something that's going to happen naturally, just like, the houses that we live in, they're not going to be well kept without purposeful intention. Yeah. And yeah. ultimately, when we talk about getting your house in order, it's not just cleaning up your life and becoming a better person. It's specifically learning how to reorient your life around Jesus. So he is the focus. You know, so when it comes to your identity, who does Jesus say that you are? Huh. When it comes to your values, well, what does Jesus value? Does mm. that reflect your values Mm. when it comes to your purpose in life, your goals. um, What do those have to do with Jesus? So, so getting your house in order, I do hope that people don't get the idea that that they don't get the idea that we're just saying become a better person in a general sense, spiritually getting your house in order for a follower of Christ is about reorienting around Jesus. And then those tips are hopefully some things that you can begin to practice to help you to get on course and to stay on course as you go through, because life is constantly going to be trying to trip us up and, and uh, clutter up the house, so to speak, so that we, we need to take the time to, to reorient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Abby, good job today. I mean, you yeah. went above and beyond. You, <laughs> exactly. We got a little bit of a late start because of, uh, Appliance Gate 2019, oh, yeah. Refrigerator Gate. Yep. Um, uh, well, and I just need to be honest with our listeners. I mean, exactly. we should just leave all yep. this in. I hope we don't edit it out. And no, everybody sure. needs to know that You'll I delivered some discipline in the middle of the podcast. You got it. Um, Keeping your house in order. Oh, I like friends. it. <laughs> I'm getting my house in order, literally. As we- <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I do think that maybe as we're, we're really ending this podcast because we really are running out of time um it's just that this is a big topic and so maybe today is just the beginning of maybe even studying the idea of this maybe something you've never even thought about before and hopefully this has just maybe gotten you thinking about your own life and um what what it really is centered around and if that isn't jesus how to get it to that point so Mm -hmm. um i think that we probably have a ton more to talk about on this. Um, but I think that brings me to uh, just putting it out there to those of you listening to this. Um, please comment on this podcast on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts. Um, maybe what this topic even means to you. If there's something we didn't discuss, we would love to hear about it. Um, we want this to be a two-way conversation. So we would love to hear from you. So please uh, leave us comments on Apple Podcasts as well and let us know your thoughts. Yeah, I, I really want to hear from people like, 
sometimes I wonder if, if anyone listens to these things. So on the <laughs> on the Facebook post, yeah, you know, maybe today. <laughs> oh, man. I want to hear the 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 funniest part that people uh, exactly have this particular podcast. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, it's like the Beatles reunion. We're all I back too, guys. I people <laughs> could hear my, my, my three-year-old. Your three-year-old, like yeah, Justice. I, I actually could not hear him. I couldn't hear him either. I couldn't hear him, so. We had an ambulance okay. come through. But who so. knows? Right. I wonder if those listening will be able to hear it because they'll have a better, like, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you can't hear the screaming right now. It's happening. Oh, right. Right. I get closer stay, to stay, stay, Anyway, stay I would love to hear, yeah, just any comments about today's podcast. <laughs> Seriously, you can't do that. Oh, God. Well, great. Well, friends, thanks so much for listening today and um, coming along for this really cool topic and being a part of our various ways of explaining it. And we hope it was good and beneficial to all of you. And thanks, Andrew and Keith, for sticking with me, Mm. my scatteredness today. Uh, See you next time. It was great, Abby. Good times. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. One of the best ways you can partner with us to grow our community is to share this podcast with your friends. Whether it's word of mouth or sharing our content on social media, we need your help to spread the message. Thanks for being part of our family. Together, we're bringing discipleship into the digital age.